What follows is an edited interview with May Blood, the information officer with the Early Years Project in Shankhill, Belfast. She begins by discussing the scope of the project and why it was set up. When we looked at uh, the issues within our area, one was low education attainment, very few people taking up training possibilities, and we had high unemployment. One of the major things that kept coming through was a lack of childcare facility. Because people were locked into a poverty trap, there was no way out of it. They couldn't afford childcare outside the area, and there was none existing inside the area that met the need. And so when we got the funding to set the programme up, childcare became a major plank in that programme. We work with children from the day they're born. We have a home visiting scheme at right through till 12, 13 years of age. We have after-schools clubs, so we go right through that age group, so we do, and we work with them at every level of their education. We have over 50 home visitors work for us, and they go out and visit the family. Now, that visit can be once a week, it could be once a month, it could be several times a week, depending on the need of the family, and gradually we hope to wean them out of their home, back into the community, back into all that they offer in the community, and gradually they become empowered to stand up for themselves, then they no longer need the visit. We essentially set up a home visiting scheme because one of the things we knew very early on that you could put in as many things as you liked in the community. People wouldn't come out to that facility. We were having to go into the family and meet the family at the point of need. Whatever that need could be, it could be health, education, it could be a benefit problem, it could be just sheer isolation. We have a whole range of stuff that goes on in the child care centre. We run, for instance, the high school programme. It's an American idea which is to empower children from a very early age. We run that. We have French classes. We have a number of things. And uh, we have families who put their children in for a full day, for a half day. We also work with children at holiday times when we put on holiday schemes for them. That's when the schools are closed for the big bulk in the summer or at Easter or at Halloween. We put on schemes there where we teach uh, children drama learning, life skills, all those different things. And then we move on into supporting the local schools and working with them on issues that round children from five years up. And then we have a very good after-schools club uh, which deals with children, obviously, coming out of school and going into after-schools. But we also put in support mechanism for children around our 11-plus system. And we also run classes for parents who want to learn basic English, basic mathematics, that kind of thing, so as they can also be interested in their children's education. The scheme has attracted many families from the area, but the reasons for families entering the project are diverse. There's not one particular issue that would make a family come into this programme. It's a whole range. In some cases, for instance, it could be uh, the mother suffering from postnatal depression. We try to support that. We try to support where the mother might feel isolation. We try to support that. We simply try to meet the family, whatever the level is, but it doesn't essentially come into any one area. And we haven't found any pattern. We haven't found, for instance, it's all families with benefit problems that are coming in. We find it goes across a whole range. And uh, probably one of the main things would be looking at health and that kind of thing in a family. We try to put on something like good eating and all. We try to cover all those aspects. And one of the things that has recently come into it is the whole domestic violence issue. And we have tried to work around that. Uh, both with our female and our male parents. We have a male team that deals specifically with men, and one of the issues that's been raised there recently is the men being victims of domestic violence, which is a new issue, and uh, we're quite prepared to take on an innovative issue like that. The Early Years Project is funded by a number of outside agencies. The voluntary nature of the organisation does allow some flexibility in their relationship with families. 
certainly social services would refer families to us and we have doctors in the area who refer families to us but we insist that the family themselves must sign the referral form. On the flip side of that, obviously if we go into families where there is a social need then we are obligated by law to report that but that is not our main function. We try and work with the family. We would also, for instance, in social services where there would be case conferences around a family our worker goes along and supports the parent to that level and just feels that there's a friend there that they would need. So it, it works both ways, but we're certainly not there to police the families, by no means. Training their staff to work with all aspects of family life is a priority. We brought in a number of training organisations who deal with child development, child abuse, community development, all those different issues. Also how to knock somebody's door and actually go into their home and befriend them. And so they do nine weeks induction training. We have three geographical bases and they're put out into a geographical base to work and they're given a workload of families. After that, the worker themselves can come in. We have our own training officer and the worker comes in and they plot with the training officer what they want to learn. That's all paid for them. They uh, get a number of books paid for, they get study leave and very much the emphasis is on their own future training and planning their own future training courses. And so it works very well. That's part of their working week. And they can take up a number. I mean, we have workers within the system who are doing child development and looking at qualifications. We also, at the other end of scale, have perhaps workers who are looking at women involved in the criminal system. So it's all paid for. And it's a huge range. Business, it has to be loosely attached to the work, but loosely would be the relevant word. The project had a number of jobs to offer in what was an area of high unemployment. So a great deal of thought also went into recruitment. We took four months to actually put a huge PR programme around this because this was a whole new innovative thing for the, for the area. We had to convince parents that we weren't another section of social services going into their homes to place them. We had to convince the local population that while we were getting six and a half million pounds, this was not going to show up instant successes and it was about convincing a community to look long term which was quite innovative because in most community work, when you get money, people expect to see the results the next day. We were asking people to look way, way down the road. And so we put a four-month programme around that. We'd done a number of things. We, we put on meeting professionals, doctors, midwives. We went and met them one by one. And we went to every community group in the area and told them about it. We put out a number of flyers. We made a very attractive flyer for the people to self-start into the programme. And we deliberately didn't put a great lot of writing on that because we were aware that we had a huge problem with teenage pregnancy and we were aware that many of these young people couldn't read and write. So it was basic knowledge on the flyer with a little logo we created. It was trademarked right away and everyone knows it by the little boy and girl, even you can't read what it says. And so there was a lot of thought went around that. The benefits to all sorts of families has been enormous. Lynn, a lone parent describes her experience with the Early Years Project. I was working part-time as a cleaner and had a young daughter, Harmony, who was just about six months then. And her grandmother used to take her to a mother and toddlers. And it was there that we first got connected with the Early Years. And then myself, I got a home, a project work right through the Home Visiting Service. And they just uh, showed me all the things that was going on in the community. And it gave me a chance to get back into the community. They took us out to events, visited me on a regular basis and got me involved with the Early Years crash as well. I'd seen the benefits that my daughter had gained through the mother and toddlers and the contact with the project worker there. She had already met her before I had with her grandmother. So that put my mind at ease a lot. And when they actually came out, it was just a normal person, you know. And they were very chatty, very down to earth. And the first meet was actually great. I look forward to the next one after that.
So from that point of view, it got me interested in the leisure centre activities, mother and toddler groups, and the local library as well. It took me and my daughter along there for trips and things like that. It was, it was excellent. White Rock Children's Centre in Belfast began as a creche for parents attending a local college. It also provides an after-school project for local children. Moira Brown is the manager. When I first came along here, I was horrified because the children in the area just played in the cemetery because there's nowhere else for them. No other structured play at all in the area. Now we have a number of after-school clubs in the area and we are one of them. And um, it's great because our focus here is not on education, although we have an educational background, but the focus is play, structured play in a child-centred environment. Our staff are all trained and everybody at the minute is in training. So while they are all trained to a certain level, they're all uh, progressing on to the next level. The age range would be, well, we, we have about five five-year-olds at the minute. Then after that, it's about eight and nines would be the main age range. Some of the children do stay on until they're 12. In fact, some of them would be here forever. We just can't accommodate them. We have 24 places. 18 of them are for local children. So that's just children in the area. Most of them would have been with us now since we started two years ago. They come along to the summer scheme and whatever. But then, in order to try and achieve some sort of sustainability, we decided that we would have six places, and I'll use this term loosely, on a commercial basis. So we would charge like £6 a day, and for that, the children could come here in the morning, we take them to school, then we pick them up from school, and then their parents pick them up in the evening, whatever time they finish work at. The other area of our work is social services. They have booked quite a number of places for children that they would have on their books for whatever reason. We don't need to know those reasons. And they find it very useful as well. You know, so we've quite a few of those sort of children as well. The children in the scheme can choose from a range of activities, including drama workshops. We have a volunteer, she's actually the coordinator of the college next door, and she comes in and works with the children. Now, they have done two plays. The first one they did for the summer scheme last year was Grace. And they had, it was just like the real Grace. They did that. And then at the minute, they're working on The Wizard of Oz, just because they wanted to do that. They wanted to do a version of that themselves. And then for the summer, the theme for our summer scheme is local history. So we've already started preparing for that, taking them to the public records office, Linden Hall Library, that sort of thing. And the same being, say, local history, but they'll start off learning about themselves, their family, their street, their community, their country, you know, that sort of thing. So we're all really excited about that. And we're hoping that they're going to produce drama at the end of that as well, and perhaps a book. We have use of a computer suite in the college, so it's great. They're just going to start, that's just new. So they're going to do some computer training as well and we're hoping that they'll be able to type up and print the book themselves. Moira often includes the children in planning the activities for the week to encourage active participation. I think it needs that sort of a structure. We do have a programme. There's a degree of flexibility as well, you know, so if the children don't feel like doing that particular thing, we will always accommodate them. And some of them just like even getting into one of the smaller rooms there. You know, there's... One wee fella, he gets very tired in the afternoon, he would just go in and lie on the bean bag in with the babies. The children are, like, very articulate. They know what they want, you know. And, you know, you know what children are like. They would love you to take them away camping and things. So it's sort of trying to get that 
balance of what you know what they want and what the staff would discuss then um, as I say we do have some children with special needs and different abilities and it's very hard to get a program to suit everybody so we constantly evaluate and rewrite that program and it's very interesting because as I say we find that most of the most of them just love the arts and crafts it's great for them and they have that room in there they've all their equipment and they've got that bit of freedom and they love that creative you know stuff and I say they love the, the, the drama as well so that's really you know how we, we work The children enjoy the activities and friendship while the parents notice other benefits I think I'd be going to years I don't know when I would start I just come round from a corner and I play games and draw and write stories and all that with went till the um, holidays. I like doing art, sort of, than going into the gym if I had nothing to do. I draw static pictures, those one there. Everyone's, everyone's very good, and I like playing football with um, Lenny, Mark, and Daniel, and Karen, and Connor and Ran, all my other friends. Um, there's no way go down and I would go to that. It's not very good, but, but this one is brilliant. I'm a parent, and my wee boy goes to the after-screen club, and he's been going for a year, maybe two years, nearly now. Um, his name's Connor, and he loves it, and he learns a terrible lot, and he does nature, trips and he comes back and fills me in all the information that he learnt about space and the go to Colin Forest and that so it's very educational and I'm very happy with him going to the club and the staff's great if the after screen club wasn't here then my wee boy would just sort of be basically hanging about the house in the winter and bored more or less so the after screen club's great for him he looks forward to coming every day. It's a pound a week, which is brilliant. That's, I mean, that's 20p a day, and it's well worth it. And no, there is no problem money wise. They don't ask for much off you at all, really. They don't. And if they're going for a wee trip or anything, it's usually only about 50p to £2. It all depends where they're going, so it's great that way. Connor was a bit hyper and, and whatever, but I think it was. Um, boredom half the times with him, lack of something to do, but he seems more interested and alert in some of the things he comes off with that he's learnt in the club, like I think, God, that's great, the way he's learning in that wee club. So he has settled down, he's sort of turned a bit of a corner, and he's settled down right now. <laughs> From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.